Hey everyone, welcome to Meat Sports Alcohol for Monday, March 29th. I'm Dylan. I'm JMO. Uh, we have an awesome show for you today. Uh, first, uh, we interview Isabel Gonzalez. Uh, she covers college basketball. Uh, she's a reporter for The Lair, New Mexico, and uh, Mid Major Madness. We talk some March Madness with her, do some bracket updates, talk a little Gonzaga, life in the bubble, stuff like that. Uh, really fun interview, so you're going to want to stick around for that. After the interview, we talk a little white boy summer. Uh, if you don't know what white boy summer is, you're in for a treat because it's one of the best things that have hit the internet and hit my life in a while. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is now. All I'd say is pay attention to the intro music this time when it comes up in a second. Yeah. After that, we do a little ice cold take of the week. We talk Suez Canal blockage. We talk NBA buyouts. Uh, and Dylan and I's future, short-term future, is looking a little risky depending on what's on this cargo ship. Let's just say that. Uh, yeah, we're so banking st- big time on the Suez Canal right now. We are. We are. Uh, so stick around for that as well. And take it away, chat. We now welcome on Isabel Gonzalez. She's a college basketball reporter for The Lair, New Mexico, and Mid-Major Madness. She also writes for USA Today's Mountain West Wire. Thanks so much for joining us, Isabel. Really appreciate it. Thank you guys for inviting me. I'm so excited. Yeah, thank you for saying yes, too, because I know Meat Sports Alcohol might not sound like the most serious sports podcast, and I messed up when I emailed you, or DM'd you, you, I guess, the first yeah, you oh, no. complete <laughs> wrong name. I kind of have like what? a standard invitation and I just got crossed my wires and it was all awful. Um, no, I figured because I was like, is this meant for me? And then like, oh, wait, yeah, it is. But yeah. no, it, it, it was funny. I, I've been really close to doing the same thing for a lot of emails. So I and it was, And it was your birthday. I noticed on the DM thing. You call me John uh, on my birthday. Yeah. Respect. <laughs> Did I ruin your birthday? Hopefully it was good you otherwise. Did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I did ruin it. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, well, off to a bad start from the beginning. <laughs> I'll do this better. Um, That's actually crazy. I've done that like twice before, and both times it's never worked out. Like no one's ever responded to me. I think this is the first time that that's happened and it's still worked out that you still agreed. So thank you for coming on. Of course. Uh, I thought it was funny. So yeah, yeah, no worries. Well, I guess just to start off, uh, we were wondering if you could just tell us a bit about your background with reporting. uh, And then also I kind of just want to know how this March madness has been for you. I feel like, I mean, I'm just a casual fan and I try to watch all the games and I feel like I'm kind of spinning in circles and going crazy. But I imagine also having to report and and write about the games that are going on. It must be even like more hectic. So how are you holding up as it's March 29th now? Well, that sleep in May phrase that Jen Rothstein has, sometimes it feels really like literal. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. I love basketball. Um, My background is 
mostly basketball. Um, I graduated from the University of New Mexico, and there are not really that many professional teams in New Mexico. They're more mm-hmm. of a college basketball town. Um, so that's, you know, as soon as I got into UNM, um, I was actually trying to go into film. I wasn't trying to go into sports, but I ended up doing like an internship with the Mountain West Network. And it turns out sports were really fun. And I liked watching the Lobos. So that's kind of how that started. And I used to cover soccer too. I used to have a soccer show. Um, I've done a little bit of football, done NASCAR with the ESPN radio station here. So it's been kind of crazy. Sometimes I don't even know like how that happened, but yeah, like basketball is kind of my life right now. I'm doing a lot of college basketball, a little bit of NBA. So yeah, right now, obviously it's like my Christmas. It's just watching basketball every single day and it does get a little bit tiring. I'm not going to lie. I'm just sitting there, you know, taking notes. Um, It gets tiring, but I love it. So it's worth it. How do you, how do you say it's changed? Like you mentioned, you know, you're watching all the games, taking notes, stuff like that. Like it's, you know, when we watch it, <laughs> we have our, our game notes, but it's, you would laugh at it because they're just like one sentence nonsense about like, <laughs> you know, what we thought of it. Like they're definitely not detailed or anything. Um, how has it changed for you? Like going from before, like, um, when you would cover, you know, you'd maybe cover the Lobos, but, you know, just kind of watch March Madness as a fan versus now, like it being your actual job, like how have you kind of handled that transition? Um, before when I would watch it, um, there were times where I would do stories on like specific players that had some New Mexico connection or just like the main overall stories that everyone kind of has to cover. Um, I would watch it just, just to kind of keep up because I knew this is what I wanted to do eventually. So I was like, if that's what, that's what I want my job to be later on, like I have to take it seriously. So I would watch it. And um, I'm on Twitter a lot. Whenever I'm watching a game, I'm just kind of scrolling through it. Um, but now I do have like more specific notes. So like yesterday and today for whatever game I was watching, I would do a couple like sentences and just like the main storyline and then look up like some specific stats that really stood out to me. And yeah, just it, it's not as in depth as like writing a recap for every single game. If I am covering the game, um, that's that's a lot different. Um, that one, of course, you're looking at the stats while you're watching the game. You're on Twitter at the same time and you're watching. Sometimes you live tweet, sometimes you don't. But yeah, it's all like you have the main stats you're highlighting like, oh, this could be, you know, a record stat or whatever. Um, it's, it's still fun, but it's not the same as watching as a fan. Because now I feel like whenever I try to watch a game as a fan, I just reach out, reach for my phone like immediately. And I'm like, no, I got to put it down like that's the matter right now this is just for fun i have the same issue i'm constantly on my phone and i'm always this might be more of a me issue is just constantly checking my bets i'm just trying to figure out the numbers where i am especially this march madness i'm like i won a few bets so i'm playing with houses money so i'm even more liberal about what i'm doing and i'm kind of just a mess either like tearing my hair out or exuberant (laughs) the whole time um yeah you mentioned yeah, that. I mean, I'm definitely just checking Twitter the whole time, just seeing <laughs> if like, <laughs> like the thing that I just noticed, other people are noticing too. That's like the main reason I watch. <laughs> that's a big that, one. That's, honestly, I like the comments on Twitter. Like, sure, yeah. there's people that put like interesting stats and stuff, but I just like to see the fans' reactions. I think that's what is super fun about working in sports. Like, you just get to hear people like either trash talk teams or like point out something funny. It's great. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like even today when Alabama hit that shot to put it in overtime, like just habitual, like my first reaction, I see it, I freak out, 
and then immediately go on Twitter and I'm like, wow, I can't wait to see everyone else on Twitter also freaking out about this. <laughs> Correction, that is not the first thing you did. The first oh, yeah. thing you did was text me, holy shit, are you watching this? And yeah. my stream was like t- 10 seconds behind yours. And I'm like, well, I guess I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. They, then they hit the game tying three and I was like, I wish I wish I Yeah, I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have gone to Twitter first. That's my bad. That's <laughs> yeah, um, you mentioned how you were kind of focusing on Gonzaga a bit with your reporting. Um, I was wondering if you can kind of talk about that team more specifically. I, I feel like they're kind of in an interesting position because they went, well, I guess at this point they are kind of a powerhouse school. I was going to say that they went undefeated in the regular season. So obviously like huge front runners, number one seed to win the tournament. Um I, just kind of what their mindset is, how they approach playing Oral Roberts, how Oral Roberts' mindset might differ a little bit, and, and just kind of more specifically about Gonzaga and where they're at as a team. Yeah, so Gonzaga, they're they're a very good team now. They're not considered a blue blood yet, I guess. Um, yeah. But what's funny is I work for Mid-Major Madness, and if you look at their bio, it says Gonzaga is not a mid-major. Um, and it's not. Like, it really isn't. But they are in the mid-major conference. So that's mm-hmm. how I ended up covering them because um, just me being in New Mexico, you, I, I go a lot to like the Mountain West Conference in Las Vegas and that's where the West Coast Conference is. So I'm like, it makes sense for me to cover, you know, teams that are around here. Um, Mark Few approaches things very interestingly um, whenever they practice, like they'll do regular practices, of course, but they have these things called competition Mondays and those are scrimmages where they just go all out um, with each other. And mm. those get very competitive. They come out with bruises and everything. And they have a lot of fun together right now in the bubble. Um, a couple of them are starting to, like, they have, like, a bowling league, pretty much. They have, like, a bowling ball, some pins, and they just play in the hall. And, yeah, they play a couple of times a week. They've done top golf. They've done – they visited a zoo. So they're having the time of their lives right now. Yeah, it sounds like a blast. The scrimmages sound like they might not be a great idea. My, I had a high They've school. been doing it all season, so I, I, mean, I guess it's been hurt yet. Yeah, it's working for them. My, I played rugby in high school, and our coach would do the same thing. Where like two days before a game, we would just have a full out scrimmage, like full contact, everything, and people would get like injured and be out for the game. and be like, "This is stupid." Like, why? <laughs> we should probably. I think they were playing. It sounds like it's working. <laughs> I think they were playing like pickleball yesterday or today, something like that. So like. Okay, like, and, and they're competitive. They're very competitive with each other. They'll trash talk each other about, like, their yeah. stats for, like, this competition Mondays. So they, they're they very focused when they play. Um, but they like to have a lot of fun. They like to relax. That's kind of, like, their strategy for the bubble. So yeah. they're just chilling, pretty much. Um, it's interesting that you kind of talk about, like, the mindset of players going into the bubble. You mentioned, like, what Gonzaga has done to pass the time. Have you ever – have you heard any other – like interesting stories about um, like now that we're, you know, a week and a half into this, two weeks into this thing that um, what teams have been doing to, to keep themselves busy uh, during the off days. It seems like a lot of them are just doing like um, they're playing football um, on like the baseball field though. They, they just, they all come up with like creative ways of like entertaining themselves, but a lot of it's also just like video games. Um, you know, that's something they would do anyway during the regular season. But, you know, you can bring your video games in the bubble, too. So they've been doing that. Um, a couple other teams, I think, visited the zoo as well. But just like, you know, very simple, like fun things. 
nothing too crazy. Um, but I don't know. Since I cover mostly Gonzaga, then that's how I know about the bowling and everything. Mm-hmm. But there might yeah. be other teams doing crazier stuff. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It was funny, like when the the NBA bubble happened. I mean, that was like they were there for months on end. And I just remember like some of the stories coming out about like what they would do, like Jimmy Butler's coffee company that he started. I love that. <laughs> like all that stuff. It was just great. The content that they got out of the bubble, yeah, <laughs> all the fishing, fishing that they did. Fishing was golf. awesome. Yeah, it was the best. <laughs> I had to do a story on JaVel McGee. Um, and he, um, cause he was a month in Russell and I, yeah. so he had that vlog, right? So I ended yeah. up knowing so many little weird things about the NBA bubble. People were like, are you there? It's like, no, but I've watched so many videos on it that yeah. it's it's pretty crazy. They're, that sounds, they're fun, fun people. Yeah, there was that uh, that the Twitter account, like the NBA bubble like updates, and it was just reposting all the stories that different NBA players posted uh, from the bubble. And it was like my favorite follow on Twitter for the longest time. It was just so interesting to see all the stuff that they did to pass the time. Yeah. Speaking of bubbles, uh, NBA bubble obviously worked well. I'd say March Madness is going pretty smooth so far. I know one situation that you were kind of highlighting and, and following pretty closely was the VCU situation where they got like, yeah. I guess, kicked out of the bubble. What happened there? Like, I kind of got swept under the rug a little bit, I feel like. So, yeah, it, it was pretty much officially decided like the day they were going to play. Um, what happened was that there were a couple positive tests and then they wanted to confirm those tests. So mm-hmm. they ended up getting confirmation like pretty much that day, but all the players, they were in their room, they had their pregame meal in their rooms, like individually. And then they, they still hope they were going to play. And cause there's that rule, you know, if you have five players, you can go on the court. Um, so that's what they were thinking they were going to do. Like, of course that was going to be really difficult, but that's what they wanted to do. And then Coach Mike Rods, um, he was talking about, like, he was going up and down that hall and just yelling, like, we're going to be playing, like, wounded animals, you know? Like, we're going to be playing so aggressively because, you know, we're, we're going to be missing a couple guys. But he had all the hope in the world that they were going to play. And then eventually the health department just said, no, you know, you, you had multiple cases in 48 hours. Um, there's no way we, we feel safe about this. So it was very heartbreaking. Um, the coaching staff had to pull all the players from the rooms and they all talked you know, in the hallway a little bit and they had to, you know, swallow those really tough news. So, I mean, the bubble was working so far, but unfortunately there was that one situation and it's, it's heartbreaking for them. Um, so looking forward a little bit, um, uh, the elite eight is now set. Uh, the USC Oregon game just finished up. Um, just finished watching that. Uh, Gonzaga is going to be playing USC. USC looks pretty good uh how what are your thoughts on the the matchup with Gonzaga and and USC how are you feeling about that I think USC is very good obviously the Mobley brothers are very talented Evan Mobley very very talented um but to me yes like they are a good team but just looking at how deep Gonzaga can be and you know like it like I said it's not just their offense like their defense can play too um they're going to be really hard to stop so could be a close game but at the same time you know like they they really focus when they're out there and since they are so deep you know it's it's hard to figure out who who to guard and Mark Hughes is a very smart coach as well so they're planning like trust me they're probably planning right now already and they they probably have a good plan but mm-hmm. how do you guys yeah. feel about it <laughs> I 
I have Gonzaga winning my bracket. Um, so I've been, I, that being said, my bracket is completely busted. Yeah, um, we didn't talk about mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but that being said, I mean, I, USC has looked like, I mean, they've looked like one of the most dominant teams Did, so far. Didn't they they've just been crushing Kansas? Too? Yeah, they murked oh, Kansas, Oregon. Like they've, I mean, oh, Gonzaga has been dominating everyone as well. So it's like, it's hard to get a full read on like what's going to end up happening. I think like it's hard to tell if USC is just like riding a crazy hot streak and they've just had good matchups or if like they're a legitimate force. It's so, I don't know. I'm very excited to watch it. Yeah. It looked good, but I mean, Gonzaga had a lot of slow starts in the regular season. And yeah. just the fact that they were able to push to them, it kind of tells me that if that ended up happening for the next round, um, they can push through that as well. But. Yeah. 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 Gonzaga, even against like Oklahoma, like you, they were so obviously the better team. And like they would, they were just consistently up 10 that game. And then like Oklahoma would cut it here and there. And then Gonzaga would kind of be like, okay, I, I know what we're doing now. I got to figure it out. And they would just like go back up again. And it's like, they've just been so in control all the games that I've watched them. So it'll be, I would love to see like it get really tight with them. I think that would be awesome to watch. Uh, another team that definitely want to get your opinion on. I don't know if you've been paying attention to Arkansas, the Razorbacks, the Hogs. Dylan and I picked them pretty early on as our, as our team during this March Madness. We're, we're riding the Hogs, woo pigs. So I'm just wondering if, if we get your take on Arkansas, if you think that they do have a chance to win the whole thing, or if you don't think that they have a chance to win the whole thing, can you just lie to us and tell us that they do? Because I really don't want to hear right, any bad news lie. about Arkansas. <laughs> okay, so Baylor, Arkansas, probably a really close game. Um, the only thing is, I, I actually didn't know how to feel about Baylor because um, after their COVID stuff, you know, they had like three weeks off. They were kind of rusty afterwards, but right now yeah. they're playing really, really well. And that was a team that was like number two in the nation for so long. They had the best defense in the nation for so long. And like they've, they've shown they can do that again. Um, like, you know, the last game was missing a lot of three-pointers, but they still had that strong defense. So I don't know. Honestly, this one is one that could become an upset. I guess, you know, it's three and one seats, but still like, why, why do you feel Arkansas can win this? I'm interested to hear that since you're all, you're all into uh, that. Well, it started, I mean, let's see. It started because they're fun to root for. It's fun to say wait, wait, wait. It's fun to say go Hogs. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's, kind of where, that's where our fandom originally came from, I'd say. Uh, yeah. I will say the Oral Roberts win, like – Yes, obviously it's good they won. I didn't really feel that good after that. Just like an absolute nail biter winning on a prayer against Oral Roberts. I was like, you know, in terms of my confidence level for our Hogs. I, I mean, think that no, I think they. But you're supposed to be telling me why they're gonna win. No. I oh yeah, they're, 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 they're gonna win. No, no, they're no, a team. Shima, of- <laughs> what are you talking about? They've gone through adversity. They've they know how to win the tight games and they know how to win in the trenches. Uh, they're battle tested and I think they've just got the it factor going into the elite eight. Was that enough? Cliche? Was that enough cliches? 
to, to I answer. Th- I think so, yeah. Team of Destiny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Team of Destiny. Uh, iron Sharpens I, I, I saw a lot of... <laughs> I saw a lot of Eric Musselman when he was coaching in Nevada because, of course, that's the Mountain West Conference where New Mexico plays. So he's he's a pretty good coach. And honestly, I feel like if, like, Baylor loses that game, it's because, like, Baylor hasn't been super consistent. Like I said, yes, they look rusty and then they sort of fixed it. But I think they show they have weaknesses. And every team, of course, has weaknesses, but they let theirs kind of get to them. So, you know, Eric Musselman could take advantage of that for sure. Eric Musselman is an absolute firecracker. I love him. He yeah. is, he's the best when he, every single post game, when he just gets super fired up, I get fired up with him. I'm right there with him, just yelling along with him. I love him. Yeah. No, his, his post game celebrations have been unmatched highlight of the tournament for sure. Yeah. hundred um, percent. I feel like after watching so much college basketball these last couple of weeks, I know I say this about a lot of sports. I think I could be, like a successful college basketball coach. I, I feel like at all. I, I feel like all you need to do is have a really good defense. Like just play the zone, if not the whole game, some of the game, and be an absolute lunatic on the sidelines and after the mm-hmm. game. And my team would like get to the final four pretty consistently. Is that mm-hmm. what do you what do you Isabel? Does that seem like a good uh recipe for, for a championship team? Um <laughs> I mean, if you hire the right assistant coach to help you get that good defense, then sure. But I think there's a lot that goes into it, honestly. Like, I watch a lot of basketball, and I stuck at, like, the X's and O's. Like, I can break down plays, but very slowly. Like, there's no way I could come up with, like, a game-winning plan. Like, I just kind of react to it and just write about it. But it's hard. But I don't know. Maybe maybe you do have some talent to it. And if you have those celebrations, (laughs) maybe the (laughs) team will be motivated to play. Our team would have rock-solid handshakes celebrations Mm -hmm. and like all the all the intangibles i guess the more auxiliary stuff we'd nail it at that i think that's enough i think that's all you need mark if you does the handstands as a celebration so can you do a handstand i can certainly work on it (laughs) you you should do something like a cartwheel or something and then you know take that spotlight i could do the thing where you put your hands on your knees and move them back and forth like your hands to each knee, that dance move. I could just do. I could do that. Let's Pretty. see it. Oh yeah, let's, let's see, see it. it. Yeah, right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> right, ready? Wait, I got it. You got to get down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that is pretty good. That is pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? That is pretty. Yeah, good. I think I'm gonna. Yeah, if your team makes it into the tournament, I'll definitely put them on my final four. There we go. That's, that's what I wanted to hear. You'll see it all over Twitter. Just <laughs> J-Mo on the sideline doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Not calling a single play. Yeah, just two, three zone. Yeah. Box out. <laughs> just yell random random things. Um, uh, well, cool. yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us. We got some really good info. Thank you for, for providing us with some credibility to our nonsense. Um I really appreciate the time. Don't did you have anything else before we wrap up? Uh I just thought uh it would be great to hear what your final four was in your original bracket, how that's fared out, and then now going forward, uh who you pick in the final four and who you pick to win. Um I gotta pull up my bracket. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So yeah. Um I just know right now, like not so good. Not so um, good. Yeah, like everyone else in the country, I think, you know, 
started out with confidence and then quickly faded. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- well, I mean, Gonzaga, like it's definitely there, but yeah. otherwise, um, while I put this up, do you want to tell me yours? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we have, uh, is this ours Dylan? Like the, yeah. So let, we have our person. You have, you have one together or the we have a alcohol. podcast one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just kick off our March madness coverage. We did, uh, we picked the on selection Sunday, we picked our brackets live on air and we, the rule was that we had to decide in the moment. Like we picked it live. We hadn't looked at any of the matchups. We just went with our gut. Um, (laughs) Even if I had, even if I had looked at the matchups, it wouldn't have done anything (laughs) for weeks. That, that was the bracket that we picked Arkansas. Um, And our final four was, Oof, not looking great, uh, but Arkansas is still alive. It was Illinois versus Arkansas and Alabama versus Eastern Washington. We thought Eastern Washington was going to be the uh, Cinderella story of a lifetime. Turns out that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> our more, my more like serious one um, that is honestly only doing a little bit better <laughs> than the podcast one. I picked Gonzaga to win. And my final four was Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, Illinois. So two out of four versus one out of four. I I feel like Eastern Washington was kind of a win. Like they put up a fight against Kansas. They did put up a fight against Kansas. Yeah, they're not in the final four per or, <laughs> per se. In the in final fact, four they, of our they, hearts. They didn't win a single game, but it feels like they did. To yeah. Me. You just yeah. say they're they are in their hearts. Yeah, they are in our hearts. They're in the final four of our hearts. My Eagles fly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My original final four. um, I had two brackets, but this is like the main one. Um, Mm -hmm. I had Gonzaga, Florida State, Ohio State, and Illinois. So not good right now. I believe the Florida State was the reason. Yeah. Disappointed. Very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Ohio State one definitely like crushed me. I was like, guys, like, I was a little bit nervous about putting them that far. I was like, no, they can do it. And here I am disappointed. Yeah. But well, Roberts crush your dreams. Mm. <laughs> but now let's see. Um, I think Gonzaga is still going to make it. I'm Michigan. Mm-hmm. Baylor, I'm so sorry, guys. But I just that's just the feeling. And then Jeez. I think Houston. Just they, they do have a good defense. And I don't expect, you know, that big of an upset. Coming yeah. up for that, but yeah, I uh, I pretty was, boring picks. Um, I'm from Missoula, Montana, and uh, Wayne used to coach uh, at the University of Montana. Trace Tinkle, who just graduated last year, like went to my high school. So, out of all the teams left, I'm absolutely pulling for Oregon State, but I definitely recognize like they got a tough road ahead, but it's been awesome to watch them. Yeah, they're they're so fun. Yeah. The tinkles. They really are, and I mean, honestly, I was I was shocked by them because they lost like Wyoming and Portland, and they've just proven that they're so good in March. So you know, they might get lucky. And yeah, anything yeah, happen. Their last six games have all been wins over tournament teams, if you include the Pac-12 championship too. Like they've been on a ridiculous run. So go Beavs, uh, woo pigs. Uh, what else? <laughs> Go Gonzaga. That sounds great to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, thanks again for joining us, Isabel. Really appreciate it. Uh, people can find you at C Isabel G on Twitter. 
um, and find your writing on the Lair New Mexico and Mid Major Madness. But thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Now watch this drive. All right, fellas. The flowers are blooming. The grass is growing. And it is time to mow your lawn. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim the hedges below the belt safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers. Uh, Manscaped, the, low, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist well, below grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use the promo code MEAT at checkout to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the two, uh, two million other men who trust Manscaped uh, they are here to make sure that your balls are smooth and smelling nice. After all, it is time for some spring cleaning. I don't know who the fuck isn't in these two million men. These other people, what the hell are they doing? Be part of the two million men that know what they're doing with their lives. I'll tell you what, I cannot get enough of the crop reviver. The ball toner, have you been using it? Oh yeah, every morning. I can't get enough of it. I spritz it on. It's part of my routine. I like. I will shower just so I can slap on some crop reviver. I know you don't yeah. have to. You can do it otherwise. But it's so. I I love it. I'm gonna be on like TLC's My Strange Addiction soon. Just yeah. having crop reviver on, on me at all times, giving myself a spritz everywhere I go. Uh, I it's, love it so much. It's like more effective than my morning cup of coffee at getting me going. That little oh, spritz, yeah. the little tingle, just the little. Let's little, get let's get a going. shirt going. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk don't to talk me until I provide my crop. <laughs> yeah. I you love know, that. You know what I'm gonna start doing? Have you ever yeah. heard the tactic for like lucid dreaming, where every time you do something as part of your routine, like walking through a door, you're like, yeah. okay, I'm you, awake right now. So mm-hmm. that way, when you're in a dream and you get to that step, you're like, wait, I'm dreaming. My yeah. tool for doing that is going to be slapping on some crop reviver. That uh, way, yeah. I'm in a dream. Wake up. Got to get ready for the day. Spritz, spritz. Am I awake? I'm in a dream. Then I can yeah. do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. It's like your inception uh, token to know that you're, <laughs> yeah. you're not. It's your ball toner. It's, you always have it. <laughs> Am I in a dream? Spritz, spritz. Spritz, spritz. <laughs> and, and if I'm in a dream and I go to... <laughs> put on some ball toner uh, and I'm like, holy shit, I am dreaming, but I'm in control now. I could do anything. All I would do is go to manscaped.com, use promo code meat, buy some more ball toner and do the same shit. It's that great. Oh yeah. Join us. Living the dream, baby. (laughs) Living the absolute. Oh my God. Living the dream that works on multiple Mm. levels. Yeah. Think about it. It's meat, meatception right now. Manscapedception. Uh, join us in this wondrous, wondrous habit we have now of slapping on this ball toner, spritzing on some crop reviver by using promo code MEAT at manscaped.com. You get 20% off and free shipping with code MEAT at manscaped.com. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. Do I got to work in my Cardenese. So uh, if you guys haven't heard... Uh, this summer is a big summer uh, for a lot of different reasons, but probably most notably is that it is officially going to be a white boy summer. It's white boy summer, baby. 
Let's go. Yeah. Yep. Officially declared by our boy, the our white boy king, Chet our Vanilla Hanks. King. Vanilla yes. King, Chet <laughs> Hanks. It's officially white boy summer. Um, yep. If you don't know who Chet Hanks is, he's the son of Tom Hanks. And he's quite possibly the most ridiculous person on the entire planet. Also the most hilarious person on the entire planet. My favorite person in the entire world, yeah. Yeah, he gained some... (laughs) He was a topic of discussion for speaking. Like some videos came out of him speaking in a Jamaican Patois accent. Uh, You might recognize him from our intro song. That's Chet Hanks. That's Chet Hanks. That's the son of son Tom of Hanks. esteemed actor Tom Hanks. Yes. COVID survivor <laughs> Tom Hanks. Uh, I saw a meme today on Twitter. It was Tom Hanks is Forrest Gump in the scene where he sees his son, meets his son for the first time. And he's like, is he like me? Meaning like, is his son like an idiot? Yeah. Like him? And just a photo of, of Chet Hanks, like all tatted up on the, walking down the streets of Los Angeles shirtless. <laughs> and it's like... Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. The, uh, the funny thing is, is that, like, I guess he became more popular when everyone discovered that he was <laughs> speaking in, in Patois for no reason. And, like, some people were angry about it. But, like, who's taking this dude seriously? Like, I know. <laughs> he's not really, like, a real person. He's just Chet Hanks. Um, I love him. I love him. So it's like, it's, I mean, it's like that one guy from high school that would just like do annoying accents all the time, but just if he had a platform of like hundreds of thousands of people, cause he's Chet Hanks. Cause he's he also, Hanks, his son. he also he has kills it. Thing. Yeah. He d- he's really <laughs> he good. Kills the accent. Yeah. I mean, you'd never know. Yeah. Never know. He's a white boy. That's yeah, Tom I, Hanks's son. I mean, I feel like this might come as a surprise to some of the listeners hearing that our intro music is actually Chet Hanks. They thought it was like legit Jamaican like a, a, music. So, a song. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's him. Here's the audio of him. He posted this, I think, on his Instagram of him declaring white boy summer. Hey, guys. Um, look, I just wanted to tap in really quick. I just got this feeling, man, um, that this summer is... Uh, it's about to be a white boy summer. You know, take it how you want. I'm not talking about like Trump, uh, you know, NASCAR type white. I'm talking about, you know, you know, me, um, John B, Jack Harlow type white boy summer. You know what I mean? Let me know if you guys uh, can vibe with that and uh, get ready, you know, because I am. So that was him declaring white boy summer. Uh, not Trump, not like NASCAR, more like him, John B. You just looked up John B. Who is it? He's a DJ. He's like an old, like a mid forties DJ. Uh, huh. He looks pretty awesome. Uh, I he thought deserving of to be a part of this white boy summer. Yeah, I, I thought he was referring to John B. Like Sloop John B. by the Beach Boys. Yeah, I think you just earned a single strike for your white boy summer. Damn. Name. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> It's actually no fun. Beach Boys references, dude. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not the biggest Jack Harlow fan either. So John Ooh. B, I do love Chet Hanks, but uh, Jack Harlow, John B are like, you know, maybe not the white boys. Tyler Hero, Slumper, Humper, Fix My Jumper, Jumper. Yeah, exactly. I think Tyler that, Hero that slaps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, after declaring White Boy Summer, followed up with a few Instagram stories 
laying out the rules and regs for white boy summer yeah uh there's a bunch we're recording this at 10 10 p.m eastern time on sunday by the time you hear this there might be more rules and regs oh so for sure could yeah you're gonna have to check out his instas to stay like completely up to date mm-hmm. but here's some of the ones so far uh first off no plaid shirts he said like no ralph lauren no vineyard vines shit how do you so there's that one <laughs> yeah yeah uh i think that's great i think yeah, i'm fine with that yeah i'm fine with that never sure with that so far not 2014 yeah Mm-mm, that's yeah. fine with me also summer yeah yeah, yeah. Plot's like wear... a winter winter print mm-hmm. yep no spray uh, ne- yeah next rule no sperry top ciders uh same thing it's not 2014 who wears sperry's <laughs> I think that's a great rule. That one's easy, as is the next one. No calling girls smoke shows. I got to say that wasn't part of my vernacular going into the summer, I feel like. So I'm all right with that. Um, nothing salmon colored. Yeah, so this one is actually kind of brutal. Uh, I I realized after this that my phone case is like a, like a spot on salmon. Like, mm. look at this yeah that's gonna be a tough one you're gonna throw out the whole phone i think i'm gonna have to just get rid of my phone yeah I'm gonna first, a whole new phone. first time i heard it i thought he meant just no salmon yeah and i was like dude i love some locks on my bagels <laughs> like, yeah that's like half of my sushi choices like i don't know if i can yeah. go all summer out of salmon but mm. no salmon colored clothing is definitely easier i'm allergic to salmon so that would actually i wish it was the food salmon that would have been that would have been easy. <laughs> that would have been easy for you. Yeah, instead of having to burn my phone. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think I like this one. I feel like he's just like at the very beginning, like you'll see the rules and regulations get kind of more and more uh detailed and strict as you go down. And so <laughs> <That's true>. uh, <laughs> like at the beginning, he's just describing like a 2014 like frat guy, like a like a total frat move dude yeah like, which like the only thing you're missing is like chubbies you know which is interesting and this is how like where the rules and regs get kind of interesting is later on like one of the most recent ones is country music is white boy summer now if you were to ask me who's listening to country music i gotta say plaid shirts that guy yeah the guy wearing yeah, plaid shirts and very top siders chubbies yeah exactly is exactly. listening to country music so it's kind of like these are kind of hard rules yeah yeah <laughs> Um, next one, next one uh, on the list is flip. So just open toed shoes, sandals, kind of. Uh, he has a little bit of mixed rules on this one. Generally, like slides are good. Sandals are good. You can toss some socks on there. Be comfortable, whatever. But no, uh, no rainbow flip flops and no, uh, no, whatever those flip flops are that have the beer bottle or the beer opener underneath yeah, them yeah. you know all that stuff uh which i agree with i hate i've always hated those things yep i can't really wear flip-flops that well either i got a really big toe gap too mm. so Je- this is this is great for me um that i i don't have to you know wear flip-flops now yeah my feet are generally too gross for me to feel comfortable putting them in flip-flops i like yeah. kind of like to keep my feet contained but, from the public view i mean as as chet chet said you know nobody wants to see your nasty ass toes i think i think you're doing 
everyone a service by not showing the world your feet, as is everyone. No one should show other people their feet. (laughs) That's true. He also made it explicitly clear that Gucci flip-flops are okay, okay. which doesn't help me. I gotta (laughs) say, that one went over my head. I can't, can't. Unless we guess it. how much are Gucci flip flops? They're like four hundred dollars. When the song came out, I like when uh, thought it was a drought came out. I mm. when I was in high school, I was like, I'm gonna buy Gucci flip flops, uh, and I looked it up, and they were like four hundred dollars. And I quickly did you did you uh, fuck any bitches? Did you no. get the first? No, part I was of the o- line? I was o for two on that song. Actually, oh, yeah. brutal man. <laughs> I didn't have any Gucci flip flops, and I did not fuck your bitch. That <laughs> <laughs> sucks. Uh, Heart, yeah. Another one. The other part of this rule is no Birkenstocks, which I also love. Berkeley yeah. was just ridiculous. It was just crawling with people's feet in Birkenstocks, and those things are like a like they're just the leather and i just imagine they just hold all your gross foot shit in all yeah. the time and those things have to be disgusting like uh, some of my f- friends would have their birkenstocks out they would take them off and they just look like shit they're so gross it's just your grimy foot just being soaked in sweat and leather it's like yeah plus, plus in california people are literally wearing like jeans and pants like long pants with flip-flop uh, birkenstocks and it's like yeah. you're just making excuses to show people your feet right now i know i know there's Slap no on a pair of shorts for us to see your toes <laughs> ridiculous yeah all right uh, one of the last ones that he had was this one's kind of hard to describe uh no like shitty name like like no bush light, no natty light, no vodka or tequila that comes in plastic bottles. But he did say it's okay to go the next step up. He said Bud Light is okay. I think he mentioned Coors. So I guess he's just saying like not complete dog shit booze. Yeah, but like, like the, next step is fine. Like Expect the bare minimum. Up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got to get a glass bottle. You got to get like name name brand i mean bush is name brand but it's like name brand for being specifically cheap you know yeah yeah like, yeah it's like you know what would you what would you see a commercial on like right probably, probably not i nice. will say we're gonna get into our own rules here in a little bit i will say worst kind of person on the planet the people that are particular about their shitty years yeah like if they're like oh all i love course but like I won't I touch can't drink Bud Light. Yeah. It's like, fuck it's you. The They're the thing. same thing. <laughs> yeah. They're the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, another one that he had on here uh, that I'm just remembering is um, he was, people were asking him about hats. Okay. Um, so hats are fine. Uh, he would prefer them be backward. Um, oh, true. Yes. But uh, dad hats, uh, which, he said are okay, um, but only if you got a clean fade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he would prefer it be backwards as well. But if you are going to rock a dad hat, it's got to have a clean fade. So you got to get a nice barber. Uh, do you is think that, this hat is a dad hat? So Okay, so this is what I was... I didn't want to... I don't want to say anything to you individually, but I guess now I'm going to say it on air. I'm not entirely clear about dad hats. Like I yeah. do know what they are. They're like kind of shorter floppy. Yeah. They're like the floppy with like um, the, yeah, but like, I'm not like sure the if the back. 
I'm not yeah. sure if the hat you're wearing right now counts. I don't think this. Do- I think this is. I mean, this is bad podcasting. This is an audio <laughs> yeah. medium. <laughs> yeah, let me go. Let me go grab all of my hats out of the closet yeah, right we'll now. We'll go one by one. Show you, <laughs> yeah. And let's not post a video of this yeah. like on Instagram or anything. We'll just yeah. go hat by hat. Yeah. Um, also, is is the having a nice fade a prerequisite specifically because dad hats sit higher on your head? They sit high. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, see, this is pretty far down. This is almost at my ear. The dad hats are kind of. They're up here. Yeah, I don't think yeah. this is that. So I think I'm in clear. I do have some dad hats, so this is good to know. I'll make sure that my fade fade is fresh. Yeah, dad hats don't do well for me because I have ears that stick out, and yeah, I look I look ridiculous. I don't do I don't I do good in dad hats sucker. because I have a massive head, and so mm-hmm. it just looks like a tiny little cap, just like barely propped up on my on the top of my head, like a, like a yarmulke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I just had to go return my uh, Star of David necklace I drunkenly purchased. Why? I came. It was like, no, I don't care about that. (laughs) No, I'm I'm down to wear a Star. I'm going to buy a different one. I want one. Uh, It was just too short. It kind of looked like a choker on me. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Star of David choker would be pretty funny, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely need it to be long, like a full on David chain. I'm going to make my way to a pawn shop. I hope yeah. that's it. I, you think you think Star Davids are in Chet Hanks's rules and regs for White Boy Summer? No, dude. I bet he loves chains, dude. We could ask him specifically, but chains, I think, are a must for oh, yeah. White Boy Summer. Yeah. I actually, I will amend our rules right now. Let's add that in. Chains? Chains are in. Chains are good. I'm down for chains. Yeah. Rings? I would say all jewelry. Yes. Yeah, jewelry. Jewelry. I'd say jewelry yeah. across the board. Jewelry across the board. I agree. Cool. I mean, I can't right. think of any jewelry that wouldn't fit. Like I'm, I'm thinking rings, bracelets, some links, watch. Yep. Oh like, yeah. Nipple yeah, rings. Gold link. Yeah, I agree. In. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a grill. Grill. In. They're all <laughs> white boy summer. <laughs> white boy summer. Yeah. Uh, is there? Is you have? Is there any okay. other rules? Yeah, the the final one. This was just sent in from a user or like a a follower of Chet Hanks's, and he was he signed off on it. Okay, is uh, no novelty sunglasses. So like, you know, no sunglasses that like are like have like an American flag logo on it or whatever. I mean, same thing. I I don't think I've worn a pair of those since like 2013. So I think we're in the clear there. Yeah, I will say they are kind of like the ultimate. They are nice to have on hand for a heavy day drinking day, you know? Like, yeah. You no, know, if you're going to go boating. Yeah. Well, I think it's just how far. Yeah. You want a cheap pair of shitty you sunglasses. You want a cheap pair. But is. you know what? I would do anything for this. The yeah. Rules and regs. Chet could have said anything. Exactly. Uh, I'll follow up. If he was like, he you need to have a, a complete sleeve tattooed arm mm-hmm. for this summer to be a I'd part of the white boy summer. Appointment at the tattoo shop tomorrow. yeah first yeah. i'd go take out a loan take <laughs> yeah. that money <laughs> yep yeah no chet's word is uh law gospel it is law yes exactly i take everything that he says yeah something to note here too just about these videos and you should go check them out uh mm-hmm. is that he's just walking around la shirtless yeah he's in, all, he never has a shirt on yeah all, in all these videos born it's hilarious it's like and especially the rules and regs one i was kind of like 
Did you just go outside on this walk to like to film this video? Like, yeah. Seem like where is he? Yeah. Else. Where is he walking to? Like, is he going somewhere? And he was like, "Oh, like, well, I'm on the way to Whole Foods. Well, how about I record my rules and regulations?" Yeah, or is he we're, just scrolling, strolling around. Yeah, I could really need some. I need some onions for this bolognese I'm whipping up. Let me yeah. walk down to Whole Foods, and on my way there, start. Oh yeah, sensation. I should tell him that. <laughs> They can't listen to, or they can listen to country music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we yeah. thought of our own rules and regs to add on. So yeah. this is kind of the meat sports alcohol edition of White Boy Summer. Yeah, and or additions to additions. White Boy Summer. Yeah. So, and a big part of this. So, a lot of people have been sending in their own submissions, their own rules to Chet, and he's been signing off on some of them, like the novelty sunglasses one. Mm -hmm. uh so we think that so we're gonna send this in to chet um and see what he thinks get his reactions on and see what if he signs off on our rules and regs because i think jamo and i have a pretty good sense of what this white boy summer is gonna look like you know yeah for sure and i'm just looking through our list right now we have about 20 i don't know if we get through all 20 of these yeah uh but these are all these are key ingredients Oh, yeah. requirements for a solid white boy summer exactly uh yes. do you want to start us off I'm, yeah. Yours are, oh, yeah totally yours are i mean it's like it's, you know in no time uh if you follow these rules and regulations i think you'll be a couple vanilla kings just like chet hanks you know um and so. john b <laughs> and john and jack harlow and jack harlow yeah <laughs> the uh the founding fathers uh okay first one okay so first rule and regulation for white boy summer 2021 no abs if you have abs like you've enjoyed every other summer of your entire existence every time you take a shirt off you probably have a great time this summer is not about you this summer is about dudes that have had a couple beers that don't say no to another burger that they get two chicken sandwiches after a round of golf these are the guys if you have more than four visible abs i don't think you can partake in white boy summer uh you can have the next summer yeah i mean i appreciate you calling me out there on those chicken sandwiches um <laughs> you know i'm just trying to save the environment and whatnot and no, i'm just kidding i don't care <laughs> on chicken sandwiches uh yeah having abs in summer is a nice way to just tell everyone that you're lame as fuck yeah you know, do anything cool enjoy <laughs> enjoy a nice heavy beer yeah exactly every, it's like you have you have like one white cloth on a saturday and then that's it that's your weekend of drinking you know? yeah yeah i i love that one i'm kind of you know i've kind of been reevaluating recently just about you know i feel like i do a decent amount of cardio just to maintain just try to be fit like try to maintain what I have and seeing your workout video trailer and now hearing you say this and just generally generally reevaluating my life I'm kind of thinking like I should just stop doing all cardio yeah I should mm -hmm. just lean into it I should yeah. just go back to like 16 year old me just being like I need to eat everything in sight exactly and just lift as heavy Massive. weights as possible and hurt yes. my back exactly get massive yes for white boy summer <laughs> yeah i'm gonna start rethinking this yeah i think so <laughs> all right so no abs yeah no abs one. no abs 
Uh, all right, here's one that I have. No crazy, nice, or very clean cars. Mm-hmm. I'd say just no car that isn't a good representation of you. If you are like early 20s in college and you haven't really done anything, you should have a shitty car. You should yeah. have sunflower seeds spilled all over the mats. You should have your golf clubs in the back with getting dirt all over everything else. You should have some empty fast food bags in the back seat. Just embrace it. What, who are you? What are you trying to prove? Just yeah, have a shitty. Been impressed. Yeah. Just keep yeah. your car in shitty condition. Yeah, I totally agree. The people that have nice, clean cars. So you like walk in and there's nothing, there's nothing on the ground and like, it smells good are the same people that have abs. Yeah. 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 You know, what I, I'm starting to think we might just be insecure about ourselves. Someone that doesn't have abs and a shitty car. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely killing white boy summer, but like yeah. one day those things do sound cool. Yeah. Um, Not think- this summer though. Not summer 2021. Uh, I also think I I also think like your car your car should have more than fifty thousand miles on it. Like oh my god, yeah, yeah. Like at the minimum, at the minimum, I want you to be. I want there to always be some kind of warning light on your dash. I want mm-hmm. you to like you know get concerned every time you start it up because there's a couple little you know sounds and rumblings that you didn't hear the last time like that's that's the kind of white boy summer car that we're looking for i like at least i'd say at least every now and then i'll just look at the speedometer or the dashboard of my car and be like jesus christ that's how many miles are on this car like you forget i'm just like nine hundred thousand miles <laughs> where did i go it's like when you look at your credit card on like sunday morning and you're just like yeah. i how I is that possible four grand <laughs> there's no chance i only have 200 in my bank account yeah how is this gonna work where out? is this money gonna come from they shouldn't let me do this <laughs> <laughs> don't they know i have no money yeah, yeah. uh yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, I like that a lot. We're going to have dirty cars and beer bellies this summer. <laughs> All right. What's your next one? Next one. Um, so uh, we definitely don't condone nicotine usage on this podcast. And, you know, we want to get out front and say that. But we recognize that many people do. And there's many different ways nowadays to consume your nicotine of choice. Uh, and so my rule of white boy summer, number three, is if you do choose to partake in nicotine consumption, just smoke cigarettes. Don't smoke a jewel. Don't like use any of the fancy, fancy, whatever nicotine. Woofs, Yeah. Woofs, boofs, whatever. Smoke a cigarette, just fucking lean into it. You're, you want nicotine, do it the old fashioned way. Have a cigarette. I love it. I yeah. love it so much. It's kind of like ordering chicken sandwiches after golf. It's like just get a burger. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? Exactly. Are you doing? Who are you trying to impress? Yeah, yeah you're already there. Yeah, you're if, already smoking nicotine. Just exactly. Just if you want it to be healthy, if you want it to be healthy, you would have gone to sweet green. If you didn't want to smoke nicotine, you wouldn't have smoked nicotine. Like just have a cigarette, have a burger. Yeah, just go for <laughs> it yourself. You're yeah. already there. Yeah, you're I love there. that. Yeah. 
Nope. Yeah, not that we're condoning like, nicotine usage. <laughs> yeah, don't smoke cigarettes. But if but you're thinking we're going about smoking, already. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're deciding between a cigarette or a jewel, you know where we stand. Cigarettes. Yep. Um, all right. Here's here's my next one. And this is like a long-held belief of mine. This doesn't even apply to the summer months specifically. No gaming computers slash yeah. desktops or any yeah. of that stupid shit. What are you doing? If you can't bring your computer on a plane in 2021, buy a different computer. I think it's stupid. And they all look ridiculous. They're 900 pounds. Uh, whenever I see someone with them, I'm like, sure, just... You know, you spent $9,000 on your Alienware. Just yeah. get a MacBook. You could iMessage on it. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't, don't you want your text <laughs> to show up blue from band. your computer? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, plus the uh, no light-up keyboards, mm -hmm. uh, no light-up mouses, no monitors that are, like, fucking 40 inches wide or curved or whatever. Yeah. Like, if your monitor's more than, like, 25 inches 30 inches just get a tv or something i don't know no and uh, i you're gonna like this one too yeah no like 600 gaming chairs oh I that have this. everything perfectly crafted yeah, to you you're just just yeah. just sit like the rest of us and have back pain you <laughs> sit in your shitty office chair the office chair i'm in right now got it for free i can't move without it squeaking obnoxiously so my whole day is just a constant cycle of something happening at work where I get pissed off, leaning back in my chair, hearing this giant squeak, and then getting pissed that my chair is so squeaky and coming back up. Coming back. That's how a real man sits. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like it, the, when it's like so form fitted and ergonomic, I think, I think, I think what we're leaning towards here too is that, uh, back pain is white boy summer back pain is white boy because you have a shitty you're gonna have your shitty office chair and you're gonna be deadlifting way more than you should and you're not gonna run and you're not gonna stretch back pain white boy summer book it book it book, book it. it i think <laughs> a lot of that too making back pain white boy summer is definitely i don't know if it's gonna be people actively trying to get back pain but it will be a lot of people who have back pain who maybe aren't like that open about it or talking about it exactly you're welcome now yeah if you, you have could, back you pain, get that on the open just know that that's you are welcome as a part of white boy summer yeah with your cigarettes and your back pain uh okay describe, the, the, per, the person that does all these perfectly <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's an odd personality that's i'd I like to meet i'd like to meet this yeah. person uh, <laughs> um Next on my list, uh, no playing the Love Sosa R.L. Grime remix. Yeah, fuck that's that. That's the worst song that's ever been made, and I hate that fucking song. I hate just generally great rap songs that they turn into shitty trap remixes, as well as great rap songs that they put another like beat or instrumental over and just fucking ruin it, too. Yeah, except... For the Bad and Bougie Super Freak remix. Bad and Bougie Super Freak remix. I'd say also Old Thing Back, Ja Rule, and, yeah. and, and Biggie uh, remix by Matoma, I'd say is in there. Those are the, those are the two exceptions. 
Yeah, Kaja's yeah. just li- Kaja Dylan and I just listening to those two songs those two on songs. repeat over yeah. and over again. I probably could. I think you Ripping actually cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have heard you play the Bambuji Super Freak remix like six times. Four hundred times. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like the best song that's ever. Yeah, like a thirty minute car ride, and yeah. we listen to it the whole way there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if I one time will hear the beginning of Love Sosa uh, only for just car crash noises and trumpets and fart sounds instead of the actual song i'm gonna kill myself i'm gonna turn i'm gonna take the speaker i'm gonna throw it against the wall god damn beep so sick of that song <laughs> their feet bops and yeah enough enough woo-woos enough yeah i'm with that i'm yeah. with that that yep. i mean compared to smoking cigs and throwing out your gaming computer yeah that one's kind of an easy one to accomplish yeah exactly everyone just take it off your playlist yeah yeah if you're listening right now go to spotify or soundcloud whatever delete it from your library completely forget it ever existed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i say last one we absolutely certainly have to get to uh this is for white boy summer and just generally no hairy balls yep just yep. get them out of here Get yourself a lawnmower 3.0 from manscaped.com. Use promo code MEAT and get just figure your shit out. It's great because we've been talking this whole time that smooth ball summer 2021 was coming. It was fast approaching. Uh, and so this aligns perfect. White boy summer aligns perfectly with smooth ball summer. I think they go hand in hand. Yep. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. No, no, no hairy ball ab having nice car owning gaming computer using jewel smoking, smoking. <laughs> love sosa rl grime remix playing assholes aloud yes as easy as that easy easy um you want to go a quick couple things that we do think are in uh these are if these are encouraged uh we want you to succeed at white boy summer 2021 and if you follow these rules, you will be successful at that. Crop tops, jean shorts, in white boy summer to the max. Back pain, we said. Back pain, we said. Making yep. your bed. Yes. In. In. Uh, telling people, no matter how uninterested they are and how your different sports bets are doing, yep. in. Yep. You, you should be doing that. Tell your elderly aunts how you yes. missed on the spread. Exactly. Uh, because of a late game foul that was for no reason. Just exactly. Tell, tell your about it. Tell your boss how you were so close on live betting Syracuse plus 475 yesterday. Yeah. Almost got Tell almost him how you're going to need an advance on your next paycheck because <laughs> yeah. the last one was absolutely butchered in the last <laughs> leg of a parlay. <laughs> because I swear Creighton minus 13 and a half had to hit. So that that's in ironic yeah. hair situations mustaches yes shitty, yeah anything with your hair. hair yep in 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 uh we got starting podcasts actually is out we did that already yeah no more room yeah but do something else should have been there for white boy winner yep <laughs> everyone was starting podcasts yeah, now you're out sorry <laughs> Maybe next white point. Yeah. Yeah, better <laughs> next time. 
Uh, well, let us know. Send us send us some DMs, uh, comment on our Instagram with what you think should be or shouldn't be included in yeah. White Boy Summer. We'll try to get to them in, in, in the next few weeks, maybe heading into the summer. I uh, love that idea. Yeah, send in. We'll, we'll do some promo on it. Uh, send in your personal rules and regs on White Boy Summer to us. We'll kind of be the mediary to Chet uh and you know you send him to us we'll send him to chat and we'll see if the uh the big man upstairs ends up signing off on him sounds good to me yeah all right so that was white boy summer stay on the lookout buy you sell your shitty cars start shaving your balls it's white boy summer baby (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah i remember those days i had no rights i remember those days i had no sticks it's now time for our ice cold takes of the week uh it's been a minute so i've been collecting i've been collecting my ice cold takes like coins i got like 50 of them ready to break out at any moment uh i know you have a pretty good one too so i'll just get to them real quick dylan what's your ice cold take of the week yeah sounds good um so did you see the uh the whole suez canal thing I have seen the Suez Canal thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty big news. So in case anyone isn't aware, a giant cargo ship carrying a lot of cargo, as cargo ships do, uh, was traveling through the Suez Canal, uh, which is a little canal in Egypt that is like the only way to pass through from like the Mediterranean into like Asia and back and forth, or else you have to go all the way around. Africa. So it's pretty important. Um, boat uh, got jammed in the Suez Canal. Uh, no one can go by. No one can go in or out. It's pretty hilarious. It's made for some great internet content. Uh, and my favorite part about it is beforehand, uh, the pilot of the boat drew what appears to be very clearly a penis out of the root of the boat uh the path of the boat uh and behind the penis is what also appears to be two giant ass cheeks um which means that the pilot drew a giant penis and a giant butt and then got caught in a canal causing billions and billions of dollars worth of trade to be halted um and is like you know causing major economic uh impacts across the world my ice cold take of the week is the canal should have been wider because the you should be able to draw giant penises with your massive cargo ship and still be able to get through a canal. That's on the canal, I'd say. That pilot was just you if you okay, so you picture this. You've been driving a massive boat that probably putzes along at like two miles an hour across the entire ocean. That's all you do. You want one little piece of entertainment and you're showing your buddies, you know, look, I just drew this dick in the ocean. That's like your one little, that's your one little perk of the job, right? That's the one thing you get. And the canal didn't let him do that. I think the canal should be wider to allow for more penises to be drawn. That's my high school take of the week. Wow. Well, as a direct response to your ice cold take, I'm going to say yes. Canals should be wide enough for this to happen. And I'll go a step further. 
I don't even want any products or items that were brought by a cargo ship that had to travel through a passage that wasn't big enough for it to draw a penis within the yeah. canal. Um, just I would t- even go as far as saying I won't purchase any products in which the cargo ship didn't draw a penis at some point or another in the route. Yeah. 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 I'll go that far. So I will only survive off the products that are currently on this dick drawing cargo <laughs> ship that's stuck in the Suez Canal. Stuck. <laughs> yes. And any other ships that start drawing dicks. Yes. Yeah. On their it's way called to being a the conscious cargo. consumer. Yeah. It's yeah. just being responsible in 2021. The CEO of the company I work at emailed everyone and told everyone to stockpile on goods from like grocery stores this weekend because there might be a huge backlog in in like items because of this whole Suez Canal blockage. I should email him back and say, don't worry about this. I'm only accepting grocery <laughs> groceries and items that were delivered by ships that have drawn penises on route. You should uh, say that. So I don't, yeah, forget the Suez Canal mess. Like I'm dealing with a much bigger issue now in terms yeah. of supply shortages. Like <laughs> I get, currently the only one that I know of is that boat that's stuck there. Yeah, yeah. Same. Those are the only products that we can consume, and they're stuck in a canal. I hope 40, it's like thousand miles away. I hope it's like oatmeal and muscle milk. I hope it's that. cocaine and cigarettes. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe some uh, pre-made margs on there would be nice. Can we get some intel on what's on this dick-drawing cargo <laughs> ship? Because it's all I'm consuming. Uh, I'll tell you what, you're not only a genius for this ice-cold take, you're a genius because you kept using the word pilot there. And I was mm-hmm. like, you dumbass. It's like a sailor, like a captain. It's not a pilot of a ship. So I Googled it while you were talking. A maritime pilot marine pilot harbor pilot or simply pilot is a mariner who maneuvers ships through dangerous or congested waters such as harbors or river mouths so not canals so that's what that's what i'm saying like not only were you right about the use of the word pilot and i was like you know so i'm a dumbass their entire job is to maneuver ships through tight spaces like this pilot's a, a dumbass yeah well, okay, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. You're, you're... The canal's a dumbass. The canal's a dumbass. No, I, I did my research on this. Yeah, it's their job to get it through the canal, but the canal's got to meet them halfway and be, like, exactly. big enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other thing I have to say about this is, you know, We Didn't Start the Fire by uh, Billy Joel. Billy Idol. Billy Joel. Yeah, how oh, he just... Yeah. Right. Name, names like a million things throughout history. No. Can you, what are the, some of the things? Well, one of the things that he says is he says trouble in the Suez, like uh, I think this region. And when I was a kid, I thought he said trouble in the sewage. So every time I sang the song, mm-hmm. I'd be like, there's, there's sewage, is trouble. Y'all learned something new this week then, huh? Yeah, maybe he was yeah. saying trouble in the sewage. Um, then I'd feel like an absolute dumbass. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> you have anything else for your ice cold take? I think uh, 
that's basically it. I think <laughs> I think we pretty much covered covered everything there. Uh, yeah, I will keep. I I am going to keep my eyes glued to the news about that ship so we can get updates on and when our supplies are coming in and importantly what it's carrying yes my eyes cold take of the week it's pretty sportsy so there's been lots of buyouts in the nba uh which if you're not familiar it's just letting up i don't know what the fuck a buyout is <laughs> <laughs> what's a buyout you just buy out the rest of the contracts so they can yeah. sign with another team instead of trading yeah. them and, and then you get the contract well and then you get the contract off of your books so you don't have it in your cap space and then you, mid-level exception and the uh, mm, trade yeah, protected yeah. yeah yeah protected unprotected asset you know yeah uh, all draft swaps pick swaps <laughs> that kind of thing it's all, all it's all expirings expiring contracts yep 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 Yep. Yeah. So those have been happening. And what happened, what's been happening recently from the smart basketball people I follow is saying that all these players that get bought out that are all kind of like washed up and old, everyone's overrating them because of their names, like LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond just signed with the Lakers. Uh, I'm going to say that's stupid. I'm saying all these smart people are overthinking it. And Blake Griffin, I don't care. If he hadn't dunked in two years, he's filthy now. He's filthy. And they're all <clears throat> like have been on multiple all-star teams. They're going to be good. Stop like looking at the numbers and shit. Like just ha- Andre Drummond is good at basketball. Yeah. That's my, that's I my take. I don't, I don't really like the, this trend. Cause I feel like all these guys have like, everyone's just saying they're, they're washed up now and they're shitty or whatever, but they've been playing on absolute trash teams and they're probably fucking miserable. And now you just, they're just sandbagging. Like you play like shit for a couple of years, knowing that you'll get bought out and then you're just free to do whatever you want. Like if I was Blake Riven, Blake Riven, I would absolutely just suck to get yeah. bought out. And then you're, you save up all your energy in the tank, go to the nets and be good. Like, LaMarcus mm. Aldridge, Andre Drummond, all those guys. You just sandbag your team and then get bought out and then go to whatever team you want. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of sucks for any team that isn't the Nets or the Lakers. But yeah. Yeah. I'm also going to say it's kind of unfair to the fans. <clears throat> like, you learn all these players' names, you learn about them, you know what teams like, like what colleges they went to and shit. If you're just going to say that they're bad, after like Blake Griffin's like 32 or whatever right like 31 something like that it's like you got to give us a break here like I can't learn all these new players constantly is that what you're saying what you already learned Blake Griffin so I know Blake Griffin is good if you're gonna tell me he's not good he's gonna be good for another couple years yeah Blake Griffin he's Blake Griffin yeah 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 that's what I'm gonna say yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm uh, kind of lacking in the NBA this year. Like I've been watching. I feel like usually I watch just like a whole like random games, but because the Nets are so good, I just watch the Nets exclusively. Um, I'm sure you could relate to that, you know. But like a lot of these good guys, I just haven't watched at all. I haven't watched a single second of Tyrese Halliburton playing basketball in my entire life. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, why would you watch a Kings game? I mean, I get, yeah. Yeah, but okay, I haven't watched the Cavs game. I haven't watched a Pistons game. The only times I've watched a Pistons game. There's no reason to watch a Pistons game or a Cavs game. The Kings are kind of fun to watch. The Harrison Barnes uh, game winner the other night, that was sick. Yeah. Slapped Colin Sexton's ass afterwards, too. Yeah. That was filthy. Slap ass. It's a big old game of slap ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Mets are dirty because we have all these good guys now. I mean, the woke thing um, that I've been seeing on woke NBA Twitter. See, there's like smart NBA Twitter and then there's like woke NBA Twitter. And it's Mm -hmm. when you can see really through. It's kind of like smart NBA Twitter, but it's more woke. Um, And the woke the woke take is that Marcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin don't matter nearly as much as Joe Harris and Jeff Green. Like those are the guys that should be in all the hype pictures and it should be Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris. Like that's, that's the important in the rotation. Like I've, I've been seeing those posts too. Cause I follow lots of just like random Nets pages and reporters and shit. Those posts, those tweets are not only hilarious. The comments are even funnier. They'll just be like LaMarcus Aldridge. I know he wanted this year, but are you really willing to take those minutes from Nick Claxton? And it's like, yeah. that's a Nets <laughs> fan right there. Like, <laughs> like he's had four double doubles in the last 12 games he's played. I think we, I think we know who our big man is. It's like, I am certainly a Nets fan. I've been watching that stuff. I'm not willing to say that I know Nick Claxton's NBA future for God, Marcus Aldridge and Blake. I hate, I hate the Nets so much. This is so ridiculous. I, I I yelled at my phone. I was furious when I saw when I got that Woj notification that he was signing with the Nets. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's like a joke at this point. Yeah, if you hated watching that, you're really gonna hate us kicking everyone's ass in the playoffs and winning this finals. I like it. Will be it will be maybe one of the most satisfying sporting event. Like. Of all of all time, it would be up there with like the Warriors losing anytime the Warriors lost, like 2016 or 2019. Uh, if the Nets didn't win this year, it would be just so beautiful and juicy and sweet, and I would love every single second of it. And that is more than enough reason to like be invested in the playoffs, no matter how the Heat are doing. Yeah, just to root against them. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is gonna be a fun time. We have a really fun stretch coming up. Um, in the NBA and having me be a Nets fan, I think about mm-hmm. lots of shit. Uh, I can sauce that shit out. Uh-huh. Well, that was our ice cold. T- okay, wait, wait, just to recap, our ice cold takes are that washed up buyout players in the NBA actually are okay. not bad. Yes. And the Suez Canal should be canals in general should be big enough for ship cargo ships to draw dixon yes and secondarily we will not henceforth not be consuming any products that were not on a ship that had drawn a dick which is presently only the ship that is stuck in the suez canal (laughs) but stay tuned yes (laughs) maybe maybe others will come and draw dicks on their way here and that's our ice cold takes of the week and that was our show. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, tune in next week uh, when we interview a mystery guest. 
Yeah, it's a mystery to your bitch ass. We don't know who it is. We haven't figured it out yet. It's a mystery to us as well. We'll all be in on the surprise of who it's yeah. going to be because uh, we need to find someone. So yep. it's going to be exciting. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MeSportsAlg. Not only will you get all the clips and, and social media posts and things like that, you'll also be able to figure out who the guest is next week before we record next week because we don't know who it is now. Exactly. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. All right, fam. Peace. Peace and love. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Because maybe Because maybe